right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the illustrious Touch the City podcast. It's still burning, but I figured I'd just go back to the regular title. You already know what the fuck it is. We're still mad about everything going on here today. And it is episode 17, a.k.a. What did I write down for the episode? I said Jeremy Lin. Jeremy 17. Lin. And also Rick Fox was another one. All right. All I right. wanted to point Shout out. Shout out Rick Fox. Too good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll fuck with that. And, you know, of course, for white people out there, John Havlicek. Oh, yeah. Now you got respect. <laughs> he's I mean, he's he's a I, I fuck with him. I got respect. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I got respect for Havlicek. Yeah. Um, but yes, episode 17, here to you, talk to you, a uh, good array of topics. You already know what it is. It is your boy, Fax Mercury, aka Ongoga Blogian, right now on Twitter, because <laughs> I am. Uh, me and Ruthie have been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for a while now, and we just fucking love the show. Mm. Um, so I've taken names from the show. It's a funny-ass white people show. It's like Seinfeld, but, like, they're all pieces of shit, and, like, they just are continuously pieces of shit. But it's just <laughs> the ways in which they're pieces of shit is just hilarious to me. Um, but anyway, you already know, I'm joined here by the good brother himself. You already know your boy, Twim. Car guy. You already know the car guy, the tech god, you know, what is it, the uh, the war zone god, even though I haven't been on in, like, exactly. like at least three weeks because I've just been doing hella other shit because, you know, that's adultism. But, yeah, you already know, man, it's your boy Tenny back on set, um, you know, ready to just give you guys, you know, the facts, you know, with facts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you give you guys the bars at the same time, you know? Yeah, but. You know, I'm here, man, and I'm just happy to be alive. You know, it's a lovely, lovely, uh, another summer evening. Um, you know, it's beautiful outside right now. Good weather. And, you know, I'm just here. I'm here. I'm ready to pot. Oh, shit. That's what I like to hear. Mm. Yo, oh, my. I just remembered. So I was talking. I usually talk to my mother on Fridays. So mm-hmm. I was talking to my mother. She said my sister showed her a few episodes. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I was like, so what you think? She was like, she she said we both articulate very well. She enjoyed the episode when we had Ruthie and Shy on. She said Shy was talking that shit. Mm. I was like, oh, shit. Hey, um, yeah, fuck with that. Okay. She was just laughing because she was just like, yo, y'all be ranting. I'm like, hell yeah, we do. Yeah, now we can go in on. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. But she was just like, because she... I, like she's not too keen on certain things, so like if we're just talking about something for mad long, she's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, nah, I understand. I, I could definitely understand that vibe, but man, I'm cheesing right now. I'm so happy to hear that. Like even my family, when they reach out to me and they're always looking and they're like, "Yo, you know what's your podcast name?" or "Let me follow your podcast." I'm sure they're even listening right now. They're always like, "Yo." Like it, it just makes me feel like a little like cringy. Like, oh my god, they're about to listen to me. Like, really get into yeah. my bag and really get my <laughs> shit off. Like. But, you know, I, I don't know. I've come to love it, and i come to definitely appreciate the fact that you guys are tuning in. I love y'all. Thank you. Yes, we love y'all. Yeah. Seriously, we appreciate that. No, sure. But how was your week? Um, no, how, my week was, how was the week? The, the week was pretty chill. It was pretty chill overall. Um, didn't do anything too extravagant. Um, definitely uh, been keeping it low-key, at least after... Last week, you know, my brother did have a little get together. So, you know, I'm playing my part, social distancing. You know, you're not going to catch me around anybody right now. I stay in my ass home and, um, you know, just really spending time with, uh, you know, the missus. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I mean, this past weekend was actually my anniversary. 
So I celebrated the anniversary with the missus, and you know that was amazing. Tell them how many years, yo? No, nah, I don't know. Tell I can't drop that years. to the game. You can't drop. I don't know. Send it to the game. You know what I'm saying? No, Let no. them know, yo. Let them know. I don't know if I want to talk that shit. The stability, son. You feel me? I don't know if I should do it. Uh, but you know, me and the missus, we've been together for thirteen long years. Yo, I've 13 known years, yo. Crazy. I've son. known that beautiful soul for 13 years now. And I mean, you know, every single day, just like the photo yesterday I dropped on the gram, you know, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful not only that she chose me, I'm thankful that I met her, that I've been allowed to allow her into my life. Because trust me, uh, she has served as more of a stabilizing force in this crazy world and especially in this crazy times and the many other events that we've been through. Um, for longer than I can even remember. Like, you know, at this point, uh, you know, she's I've known her for half my life, I believe exactly, because I'm 26. This is the 13th year anniversary. So 13 years of my life, I didn't know her. 13 years of my life, I know her. Absolutely love you, baby. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much for choosing me. Love you. Um, and yeah, man, that, that's pretty much was my week, though. You know me, the regular at work. Actually, you know, I'm lying. Work has definitely been slamming me. Hell, I fucking hate work. Absolutely. Uh, it's been one of the last things that I want to do week to week, you know, because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say everybody's getting back to normal, but there's definitely been some form of a push for that. And at least specifically at work, at a lot of these stores, the stores that I support, as well as the corporate locations, the corporate buildings, like it's just tons of issues yeah. showing back up. And Man, you know, I, I kind of have enjoyed quarantine and I'm still enjoying what I have left. You know what I mean? So the week has definitely been hectic in that regard. But yeah, man, you know, anniversary bay this past weekend and, uh, you know, just work during the week. That's kind of just been the uh, the routine at the moment, brother. How about you? Um, Shit. Uh, my week was pretty all right. Uh, got some more important things done mm. this week. Uh, actually made a, a good amount of music this week as well. And yeah. like, I, it's kind of wild. Like the last two weeks, like I don't realize it. Like I'm kind of realizing like I'm just making, like I'm not even really paying attention to like, did I make a certain number of songs? I'm literally stepping. I'm like, My I'm going to do exactly right what I feel. The yeah, and it's like a way where I'm I'm really just in that moment. Like if that's what it sounds like, I'm gonna leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Like and just be like, all right, I'm I want this to sound a certain way. And once it sounds that way, I'm like, I don't think about oh, does that sound too weird or too? And I'm just like, I fuck with it. That's it. Exactly. You know, all right. And so like, but then I go back and listen. I'm like, no, but this is all good. Like it's <laughs> genuinely good to me. Like I know when I go back another day and I listen to it and like. After like 30 seconds to a minute, I know like, okay, is was it good in that moment? Do I still feel that way now? Mm -hmm. And I know with all everything I'm making recently, I'm like, no, I, this sticks with me. Like, it, this is exactly what I'm trying to move towards. So that's cool to see. Um, I did drop a, a track finally after a few weeks of just, you know, emotional, uh, emotional turmoil and trying to get to be creative again. So check that shit out. That's kind of the unofficial Facts Fridays 11. Um just because it wasn't meant to really be. But I was like, you know what? I had made it recently. So I was like, I'm going to just get that out there. Mm -hmm. um, we spent, uh, what was it? We spent 4th of July, which I'm calling Fuck America Day. Mm -hmm. Fuck that shit. Nah, yeah, uh, fuck that um, shit. That shit we, was trash. We made burgers. 
uh, mac salad, potato salad, you know, just did it. You know, we don't, we live in an apartment, so we don't have like a access to like a grill or a terrace or a backyard and shit. So we usually try to just, you know, make similar food so that we feel or get that same feel. Like last, what is it, Memorial Day, we did hot dogs and burgers. So this time we did burgers with that. Um, and that was just cool. Like we switched tables so we can have more, you know, shit on the table. Um, we watched Independence Day. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty movie, but I, I love that movie. So I was just nah, like, oh, yeah, she never show. saw it before. So I was like, yeah, we got to watch in, uh, Independence Day on Independence Day. So, yeah, we did that. Um, then Saturday, we were just chilling. And, yeah, every Saturday and Sunday, we was just booling. So it, it actually was a really good weekend. So. Oh, no, that's dope to hear. Yeah, you see, honestly, you mentioned it. I completely even forgot to bring up the fact that it was July 4th. Obviously, with the state of the country, I mean, it's really a fucked... Uh, America. I said, "Fuck America Day." Fuck. Well, yeah, nah. Fuck America Day. Yeah. Honestly, what am I talking about? Yeah. That's literally what you just said. But it's it's literally on some fuck America type shit. We're not really happy with the state of affairs. Nobody's really happy with the state of affairs. Um, just overall, you know, there's angst. Um, you know, this, you know, it's just such a thin line for everything. Like every day, I feel like it's just something else. I mean, you know, like so, it's it was definitely hard to celebrate. But it's so funny you bring that up, actually. Um, July 4th, man, in my neighborhood, I typically feel like for years, and I want to continue to say years and years and years, Shine's family has kind of just been the family to party in this neighborhood. I swear, like, they tend to always have the most people, like, hella family from Jersey come over. And, you know, obviously with the year um, and everything going on, coronavirus related, um, they they didn't get a chance to do that this year. So they weren't going ahead and throwing any barbecues. It was kind of low-key, kind of like you guys. We were just chefing it up amongst ourselves, and we had a little family dinner. But, man, man, will I tell you where these white people outside, man, turning up in our neighborhood, they were going, they were extra loud on purpose. And I feel like I don't know if it was, like, specifically, like, just in my area and because of the fact that, obviously, Staten Island is a Trump-dominant um, island, you know, they felt the need to be very, very proud at the fact. I mean, I'm even talking about across the street, bro. And I'm talking about this family, bro. Every single day waves and say hi to me, dude. They got a Trump 2020 flag outside. Like that what? bullshit one. Yo, I'm telling you, yeah. son. Like, it, it, dude, I, how long was it before you noticed it? I, honestly, Shia brought it up to me today. Like, we was... um. We would pass in the house, like, cause we we were just going out, and she was just like, "Yo, you know that's like a Trump 2020 flag," and I said, "Yo, you serious?" Like, I didn't know what that shit was. I thought it was like some custom like America flag, but it's literally, I think it's that Trump 2020 flag with like Trump on it. It looked like one of those corny ass Twitter graphic shit that you see the MAGA bots be posting and shit, but it's literally yeah. like a large. Trump flag like that they got like that and I was just wow. like damn like and they hung that shit up on July 4th and played music all the way Rip. to fucking 1am and bro like when I tell you it's like the it's the audacity of these motherfuckers not only to do that but yo not only y'all continue to wave to me y'all continue to smile at me say hi good morning like you know like try to check in you know what I'm saying you knew like Shy's family you know what I'm saying like it's so crazy you try to maintain this good relationship with black people and even with the music that they were playing that day, man, when I tell you they were playing hella black hits, hella black favorites and black classics, like you, these are people that love black culture. They want to hold on to black culture, but they're never really willing, really willing to stand up with black people or address the fact 
that, yo, this is what's actually going on and this is the shit that they care about. This is the shit that's affecting them and hurting them. Like, this is just really, it, it really was just, like, mind-blowing to me when she told me that that was a flower. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers, like, and it's like, you know, she got two young sons, and, you know, I'm not saying they're my age, but they're younger. Like, they're closer to our age, and it's like, you know, when I see them, I'm not going to front. Like, they always say what's up to me. They always, like, I, I, I'll i be honest with you, man. Outside of the fact that they are now, in our eyes, very visibly Trump supporters, you would never even fucking know. Yeah. Like, they treat you with respect and everything. It's crazy, but then... You're a Trump supporter. And I'm not sitting here saying, like, all right, Trump supporter automatically. Well, no, I actually I am saying in this state of affairs, unfortunately, it's like, it's kind of like you're green lighting everything else that he does. Like when you stand. There's you know no saying? way you're sitting through all of this and mm-hmm. still supporting him. If yeah. you actually gave a shit about other people, then you'd have been like, oh, you know what? I made the wrong decision. Like but the fact that you're still waving that shit after everything we've seen. And you're like, you know what? Nah, I think the guy's got a point. Mm. And, you know, we, exactly. we know what you think of us. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, look, at the end of the day, it's like, look, if 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 you know somebody and they fucking go ahead and like rape a child or, or sexually assault a child, that's a pedophile. That's a fucking criminal. Like, And are you going to ever associate with yourself with that person again and then say, oh, well, that doesn't make me like tolerable to anything that they did. I'm just their friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a bad thing right. they did, but I'm just their friend. Like, you can't sit there and claim that shit. You can't. I didn't it. know. I didn't know, so it didn't matter. Or in my opinion, I mean, you know, it's like it was a little bit of a gray area. Are we even going to sit there and rationalize it? At the end of the day, Trump greenlights a lot of horrific things that are going on in the country, or at least a lot of the things he doesn't openly denounce. He's not out here sitting here openly denouncing um, white nationalism and these fucking Nazi and KKK terrorist groups. So at the end of the day, he's accepting, not only accepting their support, but he's endorsing that. He is endorsing that by not saying anything. Silence is fucking com- being complicit. It's just straight up compl- com- being complicit. There's not a- another way to word it. There's no other way to spin it. Unfortunately, that is just what it is to be a Trump supporter, guys. I'm sorry. Like You can be a Republican and not really support your candidate. You know what I'm saying? You can have conservative views and not support your candidate. Trump was a piece of shit that y'all elected and put into the House. And, you know, unfortunately, yes, at this point, yo, sw- y'all, y'all not supposed to be supporting your mans by any means necessary. Y'all supposed to have humanity. And uh, he lacks it. And, you know, it, it sucks, man. It really, really sucks. Because, like, I don't know if I'm going to have to be hostile with these dudes now across the street. I know I know it really All is right. going to be some fuck stuff shit. Like, I'm not going to be going out. I don't go out my way to say anything to them, to be honest, personally. I just don't go out my way to say anything to anybody white because it's just kind of like, you know, they, they make me feel very uncomfortable. And for years, they made me feel very uncomfortable in this neighborhood. They have not. Honestly, I've been living here since 2016, dog. They just started saying what's up to me. Like. Four years after. So, for like, so you know, that kind of tells you, like, where our relationship is at. It's kind of like they're saying what's up to kind of be like, oh, look, I'm not racist. But then you go ahead and throw your Trump flag up. Like, come on, son. Like, I just, you know, I don't know. I'm in my bag a little bit right now. Feeling, I'm in my feeling. Hey, I listen, man, right, yeah. <laughs> that shit is real. It's real fucking microaggressions out here. You know? Yeah. Or real yeah. actual aggressions. So. Yeah. That's just disheartening to hear. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, that was my uh, weekend, you know, I guess to just kind of wrap it up, finalize let's, that. Let's know? let's get into the, the meat. Let's get yeah. into the, the meat and potatoes. What we got on the docket today, man? 
Um, so I mean, I guess on the docket, I mean, we start with the the big, big uh, you know, elephant in the room, or I guess you know, my man's Kanye declared his presidency, so <laughs> President West, so, like I, I don't even know what to say about that, bro. Like it's just like, man, what the fuck, right? Like you're just like. What? Why? What are you in this moment? Why? What are you doing? Yeah, in this, in this right, moment. In why? this moment, in the midst of everything going on, what? Like, why? What? What do you? What could you be thinking? Like, it's just yeah. so exhausting to even think about. Like, mm. and then the fact that you be like, "Yo, wait a minute!" Like, if he's running, niggas is gonna vote for him. Like, people are gonna go and vote for him, and you exactly. have to sit here and actually tell people, please. Do not vote for Kanye West. Yeah. It's, it's fucking nuts to me that we have to sit mm, there and do this. Yeah, and unfortunately, guys, in this climate, regardless of what you feel, because, like, you know you, you know, and I don't even want to get into that. That's going to be, obviously, another discussion, obviously, as we evolve this. But, you know, in this moment, we got to really understand things right now. With a President Trump in the house, you obviously heard the fucking rant I just went off on. You know, we're really in a situation where it's you you got to go Biden or die. I really do feel like that is kind of just where we're at. Um, Unfortunately, that's where, that's where we're at. You know, in a bipartisan you know system where it's just, you know, the two parties, you know, that truly control everything. They control how things are done. Yes, you know, you can go the oddball. Yes, you can go ahead and try and vote somebody else. In. But it typically doesn't happen. That's not how typically things work. And, you know, we all have to come to that realization and accept it. We can't vote for Kanye West this year, especially when he announces not, what is it, three, four months before an election or whenever uh, the 2020 that election. That he's already maybe. missed all. Basically, he has to be as a write-in candidate because exactly. he's missed all the fucking filing deadlines. So you have to write Kanye West if you want to vote for him. Like and, that's how you just that's the part that lends to the absurdity of him announcing it. The fact yeah. that you announced it so fucking late. Mm-hmm. It comes off as just like, yo, you know, are you taking this series at at all? Like this 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 is even more outrageous than when Donald Trump announced. Like when Donald Trump announced, you know, it, even though it was somewhat official, I mean he held like a little bit of I think it was a rally or a press conference and you know, got up on a Something. podium with his family and spoke. I, I actually remember the video somewhat. But you know. It's it's definitely a little a little bit more outrageous than when Donald Trump did that because it's just kind of like yo I went on Twitter tweeted it out a couple months before the election and knowing Kanye West his campaign is his lifestyle like everything that he has done over the year oh he's gonna be like oh look at my business deals look at you know the Gap deal look at Adidas and where Adidas has grown to because of his name realistically I'll be honest I feel like Kanye West was the first big identity or the first big, at least personality of recent years that had signed on to Adidas to really make it what it was. Like you might've had other people there, but it wasn't like popping before Kanye West got there. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you wear those wins, you wear those, those badges of honor and you allow that to be a campaign. Fine. But allow that to be a campaign when you want to strategize that and at least discuss it a little bit at least be a little bit more credible. You don't do that in the middle of the fact where we got to either vote for Biden or have Donald Trump win because for whatever Kanye West pulls away from Biden, because that's really what it's going to feel like. It's going to pull away from Biden, even though it might even pull away votes from, let's say, Trump. It'll pull away black votes from Trump. You probably won't be pulling away some white votes from Trump, and that's what you got to think about. You're going to be just pulling away votes not only from Trump, but from Biden, Trump has a stronger white support base, so you're literally just going to kill off Biden. 
that's really kind of what you're doing inadvertently. Yeah. You might not even intentionally mean to be doing it. Just I don't, don't think do it. We just don't. Unfortunately, yeah. we do not have that play. I mean, in my humble opinion, I, in mm. no election would I ever vote Kanye West because we mm. need to end this shit once and for all. We need to stop having people with no political background fucking becoming or having enough capital to run for president and have mm. a legitimate chance at winning. When you look mm. back at Ronald Reagan, that motherfucker was an actor. Yeah. And we look at the shit that he did, Reaganomics, crack babies, um, the the two, you know, yeah. coin welfare queen, crack down on crime, you know, war on, I mean, war on drugs. That's a, that's like a great that. point, like, actually. And we look at that. Trump in the same way. Somebody who's fucking has no prior experience employing, you know, ridiculously Republican ideologies. Mm. And like, you know, at this point now, he's, you know, we all know he's in bed with, you know, some of the, the uh some white supremacists that have like amassed a certain amount of power you know jared kushner you know uh, uh bannon uh um geez uh bar uh sessions um uh jesus christ uh, mm. uh mcconnell like these are all guys that are you know some of the most powerful white supremacists and you know it's it's just crazy that he's had he's in and he's not a smart fucking guy. So you and you know, he has no political background. So he has nobody to filter through that. People are just telling him what to fucking do. And like, yeah. even if it's Kanye West, even if it was Oprah, like these people are prone to the same thing because they have no political savvy. They have no idea how this shit works. Mm. You know, yeah, you can, you know, even if you got a great campaign manager, great X, Y, and Z, there's no way you're gonna fucking learn politics in the months that it takes to run for a uh, president. Mm. As opposed to actually doing the career, going to school for it, doing X, Y, and Z, having 10 years as a senator or some shit, you know, like. No, I mean, you know, I honestly, you know, because I actually love that we're hopping into that conversation. I actually, you know what, sometimes feel the exact opposite. I guess I kind of, I don't want to say like, I I say I would vote for Kanye West. That's definitely not what I'm saying. And niggas know me. I, I love me some Kanye West. That's really one of my guys. He's one of my favorite artists, creators. The nigga's nuts with all due respect, but I mean, he he definitely pushes the envelope in certain ways. And a lot of my favorite people, unfortunately, sometimes I've figured out that they're not really the greatest people. They're really shitty people. Some of the best thinkers that I've seen, they tend to be the shittiest people. So, like, you know, you, you consider the fact of just, okay, we have this guy. Because, I, you know, you said it yourself, like, that is not a politician. Because I kind of honestly have an idea, like an issue with the idea of being a politician, because I feel like politics sometimes comes with a very dark side of politics. You know, there's a lot of dark sides to everything, obviously, but politics, you know, it doesn't ever seem clean. You know what I mean? It's a lot of favors. Hey, you give me this, I'll give you that. And obviously, I feel like everything, life in itself is a debate. You know, you trade things, everything, there's a cause and effect. Like, if you do something, there's usually a responding effect or something happens as a result of your action at all times. So, you know, in life, you do expect that. But politicians, I don't know if necessarily I can say they're better than the average person. All they are is the average person just entering an office and having to make decisions that affect a lot more people. I do agree with that, that, you know, maybe with time, their form of leadership puts them in a better position to be leaders. But, you know, I feel like at the same time, you can make that same, you know, example as a business owner. You know, if you're a business owner and you're running a business and you have a team and you have a workforce and an employee base that you got to, you know, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to say raise like children, but, you know, you got to pretty much bring them up and, you know, grow that workforce and make sure that they're happy working with you and, you know, all those things and that, you know, they're well accounted for and well taken care of. 
that stuff comes with time. You know, people, I don't think they just take, you know, actually people do take money just to take money because, you know, unfortunately that's how shitty the, our workforce is in America. But at the same mm-hmm. damn time, you know, I, I don't think that stuff is easy. And, you know, when you look at somebody that's able to amass an empire of any kind, you know, I never like scoff at what it takes to get into that. You know what I mean? Regardless of however I feel about, you know, if billionaires are evil people, multi-millionaires, the one percenters, these motherfuckers that exploit people, you know, some of them do it. Maybe some of them don't. I'm not exactly sure. But at the same damn time, it's like, you know, I could definitely respect at least some of the effort that it goes into, you know, leading, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, some of these people that are around this very people, whether or not you want to use Kanye West as an example, I don't know. I don't want to speak Ronald Reagan. This is where my politics or my historical politics kind of falls off because I don't remember everything about Ronald Reagan. But if we're looking at somebody like a Kanye West, if he was able to even try to make that push. Like, you know, I, I do feel like, all right, you know, not only can somebody like that win, because, I you know, they even said that shit about, like, LeBron, if LeBron had tried to run. Like, somebody like that could somehow fucking pull it off. Like, I really do feel like that. And even though they haven't, like, been in any position politically in any city or town or things like that, sometimes I don't know if, you know, maybe that's just the, the shitty human nature in me. Like, I don't know if I, I trust easy. Like, you know, but I, I feel like, I don't know, they're just as equipped to, you know, make leadership decisions on just human life. Like what it means to lead a human or lead other humans uh, to safety, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like if like the yeah, world is ending, consider, you know what I'm saying? Like more so. Yeah, like, but I would you, consider that if you consider what it. Uh, all right. Well, first, I would say note the difference in how one would run a business and as, of how, as opposed to how one would run the country. And business mm-hmm. is always mm-hmm. profit oriented to an extent. And business, you know, you don't really have to consider the ethicality of what you're doing to an extent, depending on the kind of businessman you are. Like, I'm sure there are exploitative measures that Kanye West is maybe is aware of or is not aware of that is taking place in his company. You know, the manufacturing mm-hmm. of his clothes and goods, you know, who, you know, there, there, there is at some point what that wealth comes with is the exploitation of someone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like that money going to one person means uh, one to a uh, thousand, 10,000 people are not getting paid what they should be getting paid. That's how you know, a lot of these yeah. com- companies are empany, ha- uh, you know, have pro- wide profit margins and shit. But I would say, I understand your concern in basically saying like you don't trust politicians because you don't trust the system. I would uh, simultaneously agree but also say that having a political background, you know, if you can, you know, doesn't necessarily mean, okay, like, you know, if you look at Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, well, I don't agree with everything she's ever said. If you look at, yeah, she had the political background in the sense that she got the poli-science degree, you know, just because she was a bartender and stuff like that, that's, you know, to a congresswoman. I, I say, like, if you can make those kinds of jumps in the sense that you've you've experienced politics to an extent, but also if you look at the platforms that they're running on. So I'm mm-hmm. saying that, like, I understand, like, somebody with mm-hmm. resources, they could run and legitimately win because you're saying that politics is more or less, it's a, you know, at least for the campaigning, is a, a popularity thing. So if LeBron mm-hmm. were to run, there's a good chance he would win because he's such a popular guy. If he ran on a semi-decent platform, there's a mm-hmm. decent chance a lot of people would vote for him because he already has that likability status. So... I understand that. I'm saying in the sense that if you run the 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 difference is that would help you win the presidency. It doesn't help you become president. 
That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So if you have somebody who, all right, maybe they're not as quote unquote likable, but the shit that they're saying, oh, these are the exact politics, these are exact policies that I'd like to see in place, means they would be an effective president. And that even if you look at Trump in the sense that his base was, he was talking his shit to the campaign. And that's mm-hmm. how he won on top of coupled with, you know, numerous other factors. But also you consider as a president, he hasn't done too much. It's the people around him that are doing more. The shit mm-hmm. he's tried to do is hitting those walls where he doesn't know how the system works. You know, he tried to get that travel ban going, right? And the Supreme Court, which has five to four Republicans, still said, dude, this is unconstitutional. You can't do this. So mm-hmm. to me, that's the form in the same way, regardless of what side you're on. If you do not have that political experience, you're going to do something or maybe not have the advisory or political know-how to be able to do that successfully. But not only that, but, you know, it's not just about policies. It's, you know, dipl- uh, diplomatic and, dem- uh, you know, yeah, you, you have to go to other countries. You have to have your foreign relations going. You know, you're managing so much other things. And I know that there could be similarities in business, but I think the difference is you're, you're going from a, a standpoint of not necessarily profit. Like you have to consider, I think a good president has to consider the people themselves. So I feel mm-hmm. like in a business, you're not concerned with the people as much. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some ethical business owners out there, but I just don't find their that intersection to meet very often, mm-hmm. personally. Because no, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm just I, making no, a recursive yeah, yeah. point at this point. So no, yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> I think you, you no, you're spinning facts. Like I think you really, you def, you definitely have an extremely valid point. And I agree. Like you know, I think there's. Because, you know, there is certain degrees of, okay, you know, this person has severe interests, or I said severe, but a, a, a deep, deep, deep um, understanding, you know, of politics or a deep background in, you know, poli-sci, you know, they studied history. This is something that they have a fascination and an understanding about, you know, rather than, you know, Joe Schmo that just comes off of the street saying he wants to become president just because he got mad followers on the gram or, you know, he, he made hella beats and made dope clothes, you know what I'm saying? Because that's really what we're talking about when we look at, you know, somebody like a LeBron or, you know, if I'm a great athlete and then I started a business and then made, you know, became a great business owner. You know, I I feel like, yes, you're right. You know, there's definitely, um, you know, like an advantage to, you know, when you look at it, like an AOC, those type of backgrounds. And then, you know, her rising up the ranks within, um, you know, the political scene, like, you know, that gives her that advantage of just, okay, it's kind of like a job. You know, you've had like smaller versions of that job. Like, yes, you're not the president, but you're looking over your little like neighborhood first. And then from your neighborhood, you go to your your town. And then from your town, you're looking over your district. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit allows you to pretty much practice being president of smaller areas until eventually you're the president of the damn country. You know what I'm saying? And I I think, um, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things where I guess it's like a 50-50. Because, you know, just like I said, I mean, would I really seriously go to the voting booth and put my name on paper talking about I vote for Kanye West for the president of the United States of America? Like, it, it kind of just to me, even almost sometimes hits me like, ah, you got to be crazy, nigga. Like, that's really crazy to do that. Like, yeah. You know, you're really giving your vote to somebody. It's just that you, you know, you like really don't know. You really don't know. That's yeah, like a it, dice roll. I feel like it's indicative of what, you know, Trump's victory meant. Because I feel like a lot of powerful mm-hmm. people took that in a way as like a challenge. Because I don't know if you remember Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, was running for president. That was yeah. another Michael Bloomberg. I mean, yeah, he was mayor. He was a shitty mayor. But if you look at these powerful people that are billionaires, they just basically saw Trump and was like, this dumbass nigga could do it. I'm going to do it. Yep. Fuck. Like, 
I'm better exactly than him. I'm doing. better. Yeah. And so I find I hate that that you know you know billionaires are just sitting there thinking, well, I have the capital to do this. I should win off of mm-hmm. that alone. I ran a you know, and that's how that's how I feel about the Kanye West thing at its core, where it's a businessman. You know, even though he did tell us, you know, like three, four years ago that he was going to do this shit. So I, that's why I wasn't too surprised. I was just like, oh, he actually did it more so. But he did tell us. He was like, I'm going to run for president in 2020. And we all <laughs> laughed and we're like, ha, ha, ha. What a funny guy. <laughs> and then goes yeah. and does it. And he so, goes and do it. That's it, it, yeah. I mean, that's just the kind of fucking guy Kanye is. <laughs> Honestly, he just does yeah. shit like that. Um but generally, it's just or genuinely the that that core point is just the fact that like to me, I view it as just another businessman saying, I have the capital to do this. Why don't I win? And yeah, he might have slightly better ideas or I don't know necessarily in the sense, you know, of uh, helping other people. But just the fact that it's somebody from a business standpoint coming to change, like it's just there's just the very nature of business is different than how you run a country. So yeah. I feel like, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, I, I, it rubs me the wrong way trying to see a businessman, you know, like run for president. Yeah, like, you can't like, be a CEO of a fucking country. country That's just not, yeah. you know, you, it's not you just the same look thing, for different things. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that it's, um, I, complicated would be the easiest way to put it. Like, it's definitely... You know, layered even with multi-layered, proper, yeah, multi-layered because you know you have even with the cabinet, even with the right team around you, it's just a lot of decisions, very important decisions that needs to be made by you know somebody like a Mr. West or like you know like the the whoever would be the president. So like you know you really can't you you can't play around with whoever you're putting in that office chair, and you know it sucks. It, it does suck that Biden is really the go-to guy. That if you're not going for yeah. Trump, you should vote for Biden. Like you know, it, it really sucks. That sucks. He's the guy. It does. Yeah, but like at this point, like I mean, we really we we just kind of have to. Like I, you know, it's, I we got to do this shit. Yeah. You know, like it's it's. I know it's basically saying, oh well, here's a piece of shit. Here's a slightly smaller piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just the shit. Like. Yeah. And I, I understand a good amount of people will be like, you know what? I'm just not going to vote. I'm not going to vote. I, I don't, yeah. yeah, like I can't really say, well, I have faith that Joe Biden's going to do a better job than Trump. It's To me, I'm looking at the slim chance that he will. Because, mm-hmm. you know, his track record shows he's so, you know, centrist, basically, that like he, he could probably would meet Republicans halfway. If Republicans decided to still stay in their point and be like, no, I'm not going to sign anything the way they, they did with Obama, there's a good chance that Biden would concede to all of their fucking demands and we end up in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So it's to me, it's just, all right, there's a, a percentage of a chance that this might turn out better. That's the reason why I'm going to vote. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, I, I, uh, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, I feel like, you know, the same thing. I mean, people, same thing. You know, fucking vote, bro. Fucking vote. Definitely don't allow this to, like, deter you from thinking that you matter because, trust me, you absolutely do matter, at least in these elections. You know, one day you might find yourself in one of these swing states. And, you know, if you still have that notion mentally that you don't need a vote because I'm telling you that stuff sticks with you. It doesn't go away. And I think that's what I'm learning that, you know, that's why people are telling me, yo, Tenny, you need to go out and vote. Like, even when I used to argue with this older gentleman at my old job, I remember two years ago, because I'm not going to lie, I haven't voted every single year that I've been able to vote, but I voted um, the last election for sure, because it's just, wait, no, I didn't vote the last election. Like, actually, that's literally the one 
that he he was uh, schooling me on. He was like, bro, like it don't matter, you know who who's on there, dude. You really gotta get your vote in because at the end of the day, you know you're gonna like you might find yourself in one of these swing states where your vote is literally the difference between who's gonna be the president of the United States of America. And then one one day you don't even know your state might become a swing state. You don't know what time really tells. So you need to just really make it a habit to to put your voice on that paper, put it, get to the ballot or the voting booth, get on that ballot. And, um, you know, just make sure your vote, your vote counts, make sure your voice counts. And, um, you know, just, yeah. Like, I don't know. Vote nigga. Like, I don't know you know, I was just saying, just vote nigga. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we, we, we get off that kind of what's running for president topic and all that. We move on to, I don't know, some newer news. I mean, I don't even know if this is newer news. You, you obviously got, um, I don't know, man, this push for normality. I know you you want to counter bringing it up. At yes, least yes, pushing. yes. Um, yeah, so I don't want to say necessarily a coronavirus update because it's not a coronavirus update. It's kind of multifaceted. Yeah. I'll let you get into it. It's uh, So in I'm, there's the Christopher Nolan movie, uh, Tenet, is coming out, right? And every other movie basically this year, because theaters are closed, you know, there's there's nobody going anywhere, have decided to push all their movies back. Remember, Black mm-hmm. Widow was gonna, mm-hmm. supposed to come out May 5th, gosh, pushed back to November. There's a good chance, ooh, excuse me, that that might, you know, that might get pushed back again, too. You know, movie productions are getting pushed back. Like, everything's getting pushed back because you cannot have the density of people there. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Nolan is a kind of guy that believes in the purity of the theater. Like, oh, you must watch this film in the theater so that you understand the experience. And so you have these kind of people that are kind of brushing past this. So that he wants that movie to come out August 14th. It's July right now. I don't uh, see any fucking trend that tells us movie theaters are going to open back up again. There, mm-hmm. you know, there's not like there's so many fucking um, uh, uh, drive-in theaters that this shit could be watched at, but there's just no way like that anybody's gonna go watch that movie. So you're gonna have this guy that's just gonna risk this shit because he wants this shit to go back to normal. And I, I'm just tired of all of these attempts that people are making or businesses. Basically, that's a business. It's a business decision to do it. That these businesses are choosing to try to push for normality. To, to make money again. And it's just like, you can't do that. Like, you cannot make this shit normal. We've seen what happened in these states that reopened and tried the shit and it ain't fucking working. So this return, you know, like, yo, what was that shit today? Some fucking club put a pool in the club? What? Put a pool in the club and people was wilding, wilding out in the pool. Straight wilding in the pool. And people were like retweeting it all up and down and they're like, oh, that shit is unsafe. You know, rightfully so. And old boy was like, oh, um... The shit. Oh, we all had hand sanitizer though. Like what? What does like, that have to okay. do with anything? <laughs> what does that even mean? We so all had it's just like these. It's just, just you trying to do some shit that you would have done before, and then you end up getting COVID. Like you're, it's just you can't. You just can't do this shit. So like I'm just so fucking tired of this try, this attempt at returning to normality because it's yeah. not going to end well, and we're gonna get farther and farther from normal. It's like that no, saying yeah, where agree. it's like. Uh, um, like those who work to to hasten the end can maybe bring it about, but those who prolong it can also make it come faster. Yeah. So it's like you you you're intending to do something, and yet it ends up being the opposite effect. Is what I'm no, saying. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, actually, I forgot. Uh, 
I think it was MKBHD. He literally was doing a stupid video on it, or somebody was doing a video on it, and they were literally like showing a graph of that, and that they were graphs and showing that that is literally how that stuff works. You know, you reopen too early, all you do is prolong the the uh, the pandemic. And I mean, you know, you you spit facts. I mean, I think there is unfortunately this extreme, extreme, extreme desire to like return to normalcy, and you know. I'll, I'll be honest, I fall victim to it. I've definitely fallen victim to it at certain times. And whether it that's, you know, like in really, really dying to go outside or, you know, like, you know, I haven't done anything in public, but, you know, you sometimes get that itch. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just really, really want to get outside, get some fresh air, be around other people, whether it's, you know, like not on top of them, but like, you know, let's go take a walk, go to the park or you know, walk through the neighborhood and you see tons of people outside just in the neighborhood. Like, it's not something that I used to see. And I feel like that stems back just, you know, to even the businesses. You know, businesses are going to do whatever they can to bring in that foot traffic. So, you know, they're going to put the establishments from inside. They're going to take all their seating and they're going to install it on the curbside. You know, if the city will give them permits to do so, absolutely. They're going to, you know, what was it? It was illegal to consume alcohol in public. Fuck that. Bars, open up sidewalls generate economy and allow people to consume alcohol in public like you know it, it's it's just unfortunately um you know the world that we we kind of live in at least in america and it's like this rush to return new normalcy will spell unfortunately the end for a lot of states a lot of states are not going to be able to recover at least the same way you know just because they really want to get back and you know it's it's yeah. sad to see it really really is sad to see as far as that movie goes i doubt that shit coming out I doubt that shit coming out, and it's like, kind of like... it would like, be stupid. Yeah. I want to see the fucking movie. It's time travel and spies? Mm. What? Like, that absolutely. Like, you're... Like, I just... Yeah, that... Oh, son, that shit is going to be crazy. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> John David Washington as Denzel's kid. And it's, like, uh, basically, like, he learns to, like, reverse the flow of time. So, like, the action sequences are being played in reverse. Like, they go investigate some shit. And then, like, you see a bunch of people dead, mad bullet holes, and they're like, oh, shit, like, what happened here? And then John David Washington's like, no, it hasn't happened yet. And then all of a sudden, you just see him fighting in reverse, and I'm just like, bro, this shit is going to be crazy. (laughs) But I want to see this shit, clearly. But I ain't going to the fucking theater. He's out of his fucking mind. Like, absolutely not. No. And so if he doesn't push it to the back, like, you're – it just – and that's the same way how I feel about the NBA. Now that we're seeing a lot of other people test – positive and i'm like mm-hmm. this is just not gonna end well like it's just yeah. not like you know like i i, I fall i felt victim to it too like yeah hell yeah i want to see the nba back but it's just like i don't think it's it's worth it like trying to maintain this bubble like there's just no way you can really enforce this shit then all of the fucking courts are next to each other are they gonna be playing games next to each other That's yeah gonna be i think nuts. so like at what? least I, I don't sweating. i actually don't know I don't know. Are don't they going to be playing in, in the exact same gyms while they're next because to each other? Because you saw, like, yeah, you see the, the, the shit is all those courts right next to each other. Yeah, actually, There's I no did way. that image, you're right. Son, if no, that's yeah, how that's they're dangerous. playing, that makes... <laughs> that's so dumb. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that that's going to work. You're telling me you're, you're going to have mad motherfuckers sweating in a gym. All the teams <laughs> in an enclosed space. Breathing the same air. Breathing, sweating, breathing hard, sweating hard, touching the ball. They're all got to touch the fucking ball. They're actually touching each other. Like, 
Yeah, no, that's going to be a very uh, hard thing to keep up because the NBA was going to be the next thing that I brought up. You know, obviously you see with the rising cases, just like you said, and I mean, even the teams, like, you know, we're starting to find out that a lot of people on teams already have tested positive for coronavirus. So it's kind of just like, you know, not only are you telling these people that, okay, like, all right, people have the virus already. Some people don't have the virus, but they're all going to be in the same place and you guys can't go anywhere. We're locking you in the place with people that have coronavirus or have tested positive, like that's that in itself is a terrifying thought because, like you know, so people are still dying. Like people are losing their lives. The type of effects that can you can unfortunately experience from having something like coronavirus are everlasting and lingering. We don't know the full ex- extent of what this thing is doing to us. And um, you know, like to ask people to just go out there and just act like you know, nah, like this this thing isn't really a threat. It's tough. It's it's a it's a really really tough situation, and I think you know the NBA. Unless everybody wants to commit suicide, there's no other way you can bring that. You can't. You really shouldn't be doing that. But I feel like you know, just yeah. like you said, they're gonna like. I think they are gonna do it. Like I don't even know how else to put it, but I know they really are gonna make a push to definitely get the NBA back on te- television for sure. Yeah, it's just yeah. I, I'm just tired of it. Like, and I I understand. You know, there's a. I understand people's need or, or you know, uh, emotional or mental need for to return to normal. And also, you know, people are kind of bored, but, you know, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So, if yeah. you know, it's either bored or for some people, it's either bored or die. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that that's some people's dilemma. It's do I stay bored? Then I go out and do this shit. Then you get it. You don't know you have an underlying condition. Boom, dead. Dead, you exactly. To go to the bar and, you know, fucking sit there next to strangers drinking party all night fucking long unfortunately yeah. and drink and that's white claws <laughs> <laughs> I, I fuck with white i fuck with white claws and i do I fuck know. with white claws i'm, I'm yeah. sitting there flaming it just to be a troll but i do fuck with white <laughs> I know. claws well I, I me too i used to be like man i ain't drinking no fucking white claws and i have one i was white like eh, okay i, I see that. it I fuck with this. but like i'm not it. sitting nice there being man. like yo fuck yeah dude let's fucking pound some claws nah like it's cool if you're just chilling in the house and like you don't want some shit that feels like you're getting crazy, but you drink yeah. the shit and you get crazy. It feels like soda, uh, like seltzer, and all of a sudden you're like, "Damn, I'm kind of lit off the seltzer." Mm-hmm. So that's how yeah. I like it. Like it's a very refreshing drink. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like you know something very refreshing. Great for some shit a day like this, man. You know what I'm saying? It almost feels like I'm drinking, you know, just a little ice cold beverage, a little fucking. I don't even know flavored water. That's how it almost tastes to me. To be like, that's exactly how I feel when I'm drinking a white glue. <laughs> yeah but um yeah you know i don't know nba return the push for the return of normalcy i think that's just a little bit overstated a little bit early because i mean even the states you know we're at least i don't want to say we're suffering but well yeah we are suffering and i mean i don't even know i even look at new york do you think we're next on the list of okay we're gonna have a fucking boom of a resurgence like i feel like that shit's coming because like i mean this last two weeks man i mean People have been out yeah. of control. That's that's all I'm because saying. The, I've seen on the gram and my phone and everything like that. It's just like yo, like people have been outside. Not, so like, like it, you know, it's not normal, guys. Like, why? What are crazy. you guys doing? And like, they're trying this outdoor seating shit. And my, uh, while we're doing this, literally right now, like my sister sent some an article, like a screenshot of an article, and they're turning the block that we grew up on into a temporary street for restaurants and i'm like what the fuck like is it really like is is the the necessity for restaurants like that bad like i'm just sitting there like why the fuck do y'all want to go to restaurants that bad 
Like I, yeah. I understand, believe me, I understand the notion of supporting local businesses, but the fact that you you're sitting there at a fucking restaurant when you could be like, you know what, I want to support this local business, then take the shit to go and sit your ass inside. I like there's no reason. Like, listen, I, I miss y'all. I'm dead ass. I miss you, bro. But like, uh, I'm not gonna be, be like, let's it. go to a restaurant. Absolutely not. Like, it's it's yeah, it we'll be all sense. right. Like, we'll link up and it'll be a great fucking time. But like to go to a restaurant for that. It's just not fucking worth it. Like, the, it's yeah, just, not right now. Not right now. It's just, you know, like the numbers do not support that to be a good idea. Like me, yeah. I don't look at it. And if let's say we did that and then came back and we were good, I wouldn't look at it as, see, I told you it'd be good. I look at that as, oh, shit, I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, we played you fucking know, like, Russian roulette with our life just now. Like, yeah, that's and the bullet missed us. Yeah, the bullet missed us. Yeah, Every time yeah, I step out and like do something, it's always like, you know what? It could happen. You never know. But I'm hoping, you know, with the precautions that I took, that it's enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm pretty much on the same time there, bro. I entirely agree. It's, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be a tough situation. Let's see how these next couple of weeks go. You know, at least as far as like the numbers and what the damage is looking like, and you know, from there. You know, I guess we'll reevaluate, you know, and people just got to understand they, they got to continue to take the precautions. At the end of the day, that's just what, you know, we need to do. Everybody needs to be wearing masks. People need to be wearing gloves if you could wear gloves. I mean, you know, that needs to be the thing. Even at parties, I mean, you need to normalize having a mask at a party, guys. Like, even if we want to do that stuff, like, I mean, if we're all doing that, that's the only way we're going to be able to lower the numbers. It's proven. We've done it already. Now, we just need to do it in public settings. Like, that's literally the challenge that I feel like we're up against. We just literally need to do this in social gathering events, social settings, make sure everybody is on the same page as far as, hey, let's just wear some masks, let's social distance where we can. If we're speaking, we don't need to be speaking within, like, centimeters from each other. Speak with distance in between each other. Hey, try not to spit speak and you know like just do like i don't even know man like just just take common precautions i feel like this at this point this just should be yeah. considered common like it's not even it's not a, a thing anymore it's not anything extra when i ask you to change your lifestyle it's something that should be very very normally like <laughs> i don't know how else yeah. to put it yeah <laughs> no, that's it that's yeah, it no, that's, that's right. that that's at least it on that one but um at least yeah, shit. What else happened this week? Shit. What else is on the docket here? We got uh academics and my man's Freddie Gibbs, man. They had a little spiff. Chain train. Yeah. Yeah. That's nah, really they had funny. this a little spiff. That shit was funny. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, and I mean, you know, that in itself obviously was funny. You know, Freddie Gibbs has been a Twitter troll, Twitter clown, um, known for clowning people, known for trolling. Um, and you know, obviously academics is just academics, but I mean, this is a serious beef guys. Don't get this shit misconstrued. Uh, you know, obviously academics, he's a fucking fat fuck that just drinks all day on Twitch and he's always on Twitch alcohol out. And, you know, he was just drunk as fuck and going crazy, talking crazy about wild people. He was talking crazy about Chrissy Teigen. I heard him. He was referring to her as a bitch. I mean, like this dude, I don't even know what he said about her. Yeah, nah, he was just like, he uh, He was like, yo, John Legend, you need to get you a bitch. I hate niggas. I hate people that talk about that. Nah, specifically, he's a nigga, because I don't even like using that language. But people like that are ignorant. They're very, very ignorant, like, people that are poor representations of just, you know, 
human beings, honestly. I don't even know. Like, you don't even want to talk Real specifically to just black people, but you're just a poor representation of a human being. You know, you're referring to a woman as a bitch. Like, come on, grow up. Like, off what strength? Like, off what strength, off, yo? Yeah, off of what strength? Like, what if she said to you? What if she done to you? And even if she has, she said, and I think it was because he said she sobbed him, bro. Like, first off, how do you assume something is about you and then call somebody a bitch and, like, you know, say that to you, say, yo, you need to get your bitch, bro. First off, John Legend probably wants to smack the shit out of you. Like, he Imagine getting about your no ass ordinary beat by people. John Legend. That's crazy. Yeah, Imagine getting your ass beat by John Legend. He yeah, just yeah, seems like the nicest man in the world. Like, even yeah. if you, if he, let's say you went up to get a picture from him and he, yeah, and if he told you no, thank you, you would be like, you know what? That's okay, John. Thank you, anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, you know bad. what? Thank you, Mr. Legend. Thank you, Mr. Right, Legend, thank you for, for just speaking <laughs> with me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that's that ass too. Yeah. But you're right. Like, what do you? Yeah. He would be the motherfucker to get his ass beat by John Legend. Um, mm-hmm. The funny shit about this beef is that because what did he say? He said Freddie was or or uh, irrelevant, or he got tight that he said Jeezy that Freddie said Jeezy was irrelevant. I think it was uh, yeah, I think Freddie. I think it was something along the lines of that because I don't even know. I, I know exactly what started the original beef. I don't know exactly what the tweet was, but it it was a, a conversation. I believe about Jeezy and his relevance, and pretty much I think Freddie Gibbs pro- said something offensive, or at least obviously that stirred the pot. Um, academics pretty much told Freddie Gibbs straight up on some, "Yo, bro, dude, like, yo, you not even selling fifty thousand the first week. If Jeezy come out, he's doing that. Don't ever fucking talk about Jeezy. He's a legend. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what? Whether or not he's right or wrong, I'll be honest. Like, you know, he he definitely has a point. Like Jeezy right now can sell more than Freddie Gibbs. Like I I'm, I definitely don't believe I don't believe he's wrong in saying that. It's just first off, thinking that you have the mouth to even try and G check Freddie Gibbs. To me, it just comes off as weird because it's just like, bro, academics. Yeah, who are you? It'd be different if Jeezy responded to him. And I understand why Freddie said that because Freddie and Jeezy have beef because Jeezy, uh, he he was Freddie was originally signed to Jeezy's label, but Jeezy told him like, oh, you know, like you're basically like I don't remember. Hold on, let me let me let me look it up for. Posterity, so mm. Freddy. Oh, okay. So I okay, all right. I guess I'll, I'll continue while you're looking that up. But I did not know that they had the connection, so it kind of makes sense as to why Freddie gives if he did take a jab at Jeezy, or at least you know maybe feel scorned by Jeezy, you know, or something like that. At least stemmed on to you know obviously you know where Freddie gives is now. Maybe Jeezy didn't believe with him or some shit like that. Or at least yeah, maybe it was basically that. Like the way the way he had said it was like, oh, you're like you're rapping too much. You need to like do X, Y, and Z, and like you're just you know it's not gonna work out or some shit like that. And Freddie was just like, I'm making more money from the drug shit than this. So I think he was like, you know what? All right, then I'm out of here. Like when it's did his own shit and then became successful through that. So it's kind of him being like, yeah, you know, f- you know, kind of like fuck Jeezy in a way because that's how he feels about him. Um, but also, yeah. I I think I understand what he means. Like, actually, let me see what fucking Alfredo sold before I say anything. Alfredo Freddy. I just want to see the numbers to support. Like, I don't think Jeezy's like totally irrelevant. Well, I really honestly, I agree in the sense, like, I don't remember the last time I went and listened to Jeezy's last shit. But and currently I am listening to Freddie, but that's my own personal relevance in a way. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. That's a fact. I mean, I think, you know, like overall, though, 
Like, I'm sorry, I got the weirdest fucking DM just now. You know, you always hate getting the weird DMs. Like, actually, this guy actually, um, that I've, I very, I know him from the island, but he very rarely, like, you know, messages me. And, you know, I've kind of been the guy that a lot of people, I guess, reach out to to just ask me, yo, bro, I'm building a PC. I, st- I need to start charging niggas, man. I'm telling you, in some ways, I've become an IT consultant. And, you know, if you're my good friend, you know, it's one thing. Like, you can kind of reach out to me. Get information, technical information, smart information, you know, obviously information that you're using to make life decisions for absolutely free. But man, like, I, I feel like, you know, not only does there need to be some form of conversation or like there needs to at least be some exchange. You know what I'm saying? I always do feel like sometimes like, you know, from my knowledge, you know, at least if you go ahead and do it or act upon my knowledge, you know, at least sometimes give me the credit. Yo, thanks. Yo, shout out, dude. Like, you know, he helped me with this X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't know how that stuff goes, but it's kind of like reviews. You know, you go to a place and you give that place a review. Give me a review, bro, because I'd be consulting my ass off. I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, that that beef is crazy. But I feel like yeah, nah, academics in himself though, and I've, I saw it veer off and then steer right back on course like that. Um, mm-hmm. academics in himself, I don't know, man. Like the, the like, what? Do you, how do you even feel about the modern state of you know fame? Like you know, academics, I feel like is one of those dudes that just should never open his mouth to anybody. Like yeah, that. do you know? And he like, feels like it, he can talk like that. And it's crazy because you remember how he started? He started from doing those fucking videos, like updating on Chicago beef and like, you know, shootings and shit like that. Like the way he came up was doing corny things. So how Mm -hmm. he got even bigger than that, I have no idea. Because like his original platform was just like gossipy in a way. And Mm -hmm. like that's his platform now, just basically shooting the shit. He's like, oh, what do you guys think about this? Thoughts? He's literally the, the world's biggest thoughts, nigga. Like, people who mm. post some picture and be like, yo, what's y'all thoughts on this? That's academics. He's just the highest yeah. paid. Like, he doesn't say anything. One. He doesn't say anything of value. He just sees controversy and says, I'm going to be the one to stir this pot. Like, yeah, and I hate right. that because you're not contributing anything to the culture, but you've been given a platform. And so now you think that platform means that your opinion should hold weight and that you should be able to speak to certain people in the way that you do. And this goes beyond the Freddy shit. Like, just anybody he's had a fucking problem with. Like, you're just not at that level to fucking be speaking to other people like that. Like, other artists, like... And then say that, and then at the same time, get called a bitch to your face and be like, in what sense? (laughs) Like, he got called a bitch to his face, and his response was, in what sense? Not, excuse me, not, yo, I'm about to beat your ass. In what sense? Yeah. So there's no way. Like, he, he's a I'm, talk should, it out dude. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you should ever. And exactly because that helps his platform. Yeah. He needs that. He needs that. Yo, come sit that. down and talk with me. That's why he's telling Freddie, like, oh, let me, let me see your taxes. You know, like he wants some shit to basically compare to. Even if it doesn't go his way, he just knows, like, it'll bring him publicity. Yeah. Nah, that's yeah. a fact. I mean, I think, you know... Like academics in itself, the whole idea of an academics, it's just so whack. You know, the, the ego gets to his head, and I feel like he thinks it's the money. You know, you're a cornball without money, you will be a cornball with money. That's what my man's Mo said. Shout out Mo, because he did say that shit on a pod, on Joe Budden pod. Like, that shit is really a fact. Like, you could never, like, ever separate from that identity. It just, like, it, it literally is you at you at your core. And that's who academics is. It's just, you know, he's hanging out. Look at who he hangs out with that cornball, that other dude, man. Like, he's always hanging out with him, man. He's talking just like him now. And this is the unfortunate thing with this modern age. It's like 
the fetishization with money and just like thinking that that's automatically equates to power. That shit is not equating to power in any which way. Like you are not a powerful guy just because you have money. And I think maybe, I don't know, white people give off that uh, impression. You know, unfortunately, white people with power have money. Yes, that is a thing, at least in socially and in society, in the system. You know, white yeah. people with power have money. That's all a combination. But, you know, it ain't the same for everybody. And I think, like, you know, like, some, some like, I don't know, academics just thinks, like, yo, I have the money now. I could call the shots. The same way 6ix9ine believes that bullshit. I could talk to whoever I want. I got the fame. I got the clicks. I got, oh, number one record this, number one record that. I st- it's so crazy that 6ix9ine is out and alive, but I feel like nobody's checking for 6ix9ine in a weird way. In a very, very weird way, it feels like he's out, he's alive, he's doing everything, you know, still. And it's funny, he's getting all those views, he's getting all those clicks, all those numbers. That shit is straight up fake numbers. That That's another conversation. It's something that eventually, you know, we would Listen, delve man, into. They, but, you know like, why? They told him you better lay shit. your ass low. They told him you better lay your ass low. So now, see, he's, he's oh, you know, I ain't really talking. No, I know they t- kind of come from me. But basically, it's, he's running scared. He came out, and they're like, yo, if you don't lay low and you continue doing that stupid-ass shit you're going to do, somebody is going to have enough of your bullshit and actually start busting. Yeah. So they told him, I mean, you know, like- use the situation, even though we did talk about it at some point. But I feel like that's why, or at the very least, like, I don't know if he's in witness protection or whatever, protective custody. I don't know what he's mm-hmm. in, Some if he cut a deal. I mean, he did cut a deal, but in the sense that, like, he gets protection after. And they just told him, like, if you want this protection, then you need to shut up. Because that's what it oh, feels yeah. like. Because And also, like, his whole platform is trolling. So if he's not doing that, then he has no real platform. Unless he makes music and he's trolling. Remember how frequently he was doing that shit. He was doing that shit, like, every day. It was like an entertainment show, like a, a gossipy show. You watch his little a, a minute, two-minute video of him just talking bullshit. Then he goes somewhere. You see him in, in uh, Chicago the next day. Like, yo, I'm here. Where these old black niggas at? Then he goes somewhere else and says the shit, does something else. And it's just, if he's not doing that shit constantly, then he generates no buzz. And that's yeah, what it comes down nah. to, I feel like. Nah, that's a fact. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know, man. These guys, this new age of celebrity, this new age of fame, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. I'm definitely not a fan of it. Well, I mean, you know what? It's funny. It, I feel like now, more than ever, anybody can have a chance at it, so it is accessible. It's good and bad, right? Like, it's fame good and bad, is- yeah. Right. And like, that's the thing. Fame is more accessible. That doesn't necessarily equate to success, but you Mm. can become famous. And, you know, depending on how, what kind of fame you get, like there is a way to capitalize off of it. You know, we see it with the TikTok folks. We see it with, you know, YouTube people. We see it with, you know, somebody who just might be on Twitter or something uh, uh, and wrote like a script and somebody's like, oh, I like that. Or Instagram, same thing, you know, models, you know, numerous amount of people that are have a platform and it finds them and it, they're able to actually make something of it. But oftentimes, you know, not too many people do because, you know, for whatever reason, they don't or the situation doesn't allow for them. But like that comes with good and bad because that means more people who should be famous or should have a certain level of success get that. But then also you get dumbass motherfuckers like academics and DJ Vlad and why the fuck is he DJ Vlad? He ain't no DJ. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not even a DJ. I don't know what that name comes from, why he has I don't, that name. But right, you get these dumb people like this that just do not need these platforms that have these platforms and suddenly think because they're at this status that like they're worth a damn. But no, no, you're not. You're just not. Yeah, no, nah, you're just not. I don't even know, man. It's just, 
Yeah, it's the state of time, man. It's the state of, you know, the game. And I guess, you know, it's just, a, you know, unfortunately what we have to navigate. But, you know, me, me it's team fuck academics. Honestly, I had him, like, blocked for the longest. Like, so I had to, like, unblock to just see if, even what he was talking about. Because I can't stand him the way he talks, especially because of how he's been talking. Like, I really can't stand those guys that, like, you know, I don't know, man. They get money and they just start hanging around certain people and they just start talking crazy. Because I'm not yeah. gonna lie, at one point I did kind of fuck with him. I liked him like on the everyday struggle shit. Because obviously, as you guys know, I'm not. I don't like. I I follow a lot of Joe Budden's content, so like a lot of his content pieces, his talk shows, a lot of those things. I've been a fan of him for some time. And when he had the everyday struggle and academics was on it, academics was fresh off his Twitter run where he was that unfortunate dude. You know, looking back, it is really corny, but he was the dude in Chicago, like, you know, well, not in Chicago, but broadcasting a lot of Chicago's bullshit, broadcasting a lot of the Internet's bullshit. You know, you I didn't, I don't want to say I went to him for that information because I didn't follow him. I never actually followed him until after the fact. But you you knew who academics was and you knew it was because of those things. And I remember once in a while I would find myself on YouTube and if one of his videos showed up and he was talking all the shit about all the different things going on. I, I might listen. Like, I might give it a listen. Like, I don't even know. He's come, like, so far from that moment. Like, I felt like he was so humble. Like, obviously, at the fact that he was getting the bag now, he was finally recognized. Like, yeah, you know, you you had your success from YouTube. You had your Twitch success. You had your numbers. But the bag that he probably got from fucking with Complex, becoming a personality on Complex, and, you know, obviously now he's probably calls way better shots, probably has a way better deal. You know what I mean? The shit was getting to his head. Even Complex had to ban his dumb ass. So it's just, you know, you really think about all that. And it's like, man, like, you know, the hum- being humble is very, very important in this shit, in this <laughs> game and in this world. Like, it really, really Absolutely. is. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, fucking, yeah, no, nah, other than that, man, I mean, we don't got no other bullshit. There's a, other, a lot of other bullshit happened. I mean, nothing major, but, you know, I got yeah. here fucking Patrick Mahomes. My man shined that $500 million yo, contract Yeah, yeah. Whoa, what the fuck? Bro, Four, what man, the Over $500 million dollars for 10 years. And that's a steal. Because, like, yeah, his shit doesn't kick in for steal. some time. And, like, that's just crazy that, like, if sports at a time like were like MLB where you had to play players, uh, uh, pay players at market value, Yo, people would be getting absurd contracts because of that's the money that those people would generate, you know, depending on a certain level of success like that, Mm. that just far exceeds that amount. Like, yeah, I'm sure if you look at like teams where LeBron is there and how much money he's generated for that team, you know, if you consider jersey sales, ticket sales, um, you know, I mean, yeah, those are basically that advertisements, you know, local advertisements like. I can't imagine on the Cavaliers, like, plus, yeah. right, you know, and per year, like, if all of a sudden, like, yo, like, you get good players and or get a good player, and they bring in all of these people, suddenly you go from yo, we were selling twenty five percent of our tickets, yo, we're selling eighty percent of our tickets. You're making like billions. You're getting all these TV games, you're getting all of this, like all these kickbacks because your team is actually good. You're making the play. Like when you think about all that stuff and all these bonuses that, that you're getting from the league, like the money that they're getting is on is catastrophic. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's so it pales crazy. in com- it pales in comparison it, to how much the play, the players get paid. It's crazy. 
Like if you think, yeah. you know, and so like seeing that you're like, okay, that's closer to how much money he will generate. Cause let's say if he gets two, three, four more rings, mm. the money he's yeah. going to generate. What? That, that yeah, it. more than that. Forget because it. all, mm -hmm. all them playoff games, that's, that's premium money. You get them playoff games, premium mm -hmm. and you're home. Cause if I'm sure he's going to be good enough, they get home field advantage, maybe money, yeah. money, 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 money. Yeah, so, nah. So shout out my man's, you know, five hundred me, mil. You know, hey, he's the black I'm... QB. Yeah, he's a black QB. So you know, you gotta really represent. You know, what I'm saying you're the face of the league next ten years. I mean, you reset the market. Nobody's even gonna get paid more to him too. I feel like he's might remain the highest paid player for a long time. Yeah. Like you, because you gotta be pretty good to get paid more than Patrick Mahomes. Like that's really just what's gonna really be the case here. And you the know, fact that it leads him to opt out, mm -hmm. like if it says like he does, like I guess the financial things don't add up to a certain amount because mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's like based off of like a percent of the cap. So if it's yeah, it's based on the say, cap. Yeah, if it right. Gets if too let's high, say yeah. one year he was like, oh no no no, I'm not, I don't like that number. He could be like, all right, until y'all give me yeah. my number, I'm out. Like that's yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, like actually, and it's you, you know honestly, you bring up the perfect follow up to what I literally just said because it's it's. Pretty much, you know, he has the cap on Smash right now. But if the cap does raise and there's a new QB that's hot on the scene from a team and you know what it's going to have to do, they're going to have to pay him the max. And you know what the max is going to be? It's going to be the mill rate matching whatever Patrick Mohan has. So if it's like, you know, I think over what, 500 mil over 10 years is what, 50 million a year, right? Yeah, 50 million a year. Yeah. Like, you, you're going to honestly have to have him opt out and then you're going to have to pay him more than 500 mil over that 10 years to keep him. That's really incredible. Like, he's really always going to be able to raise up. So the only way his contract, the only thing that can happen is that he can make more than 500 mil from here on out in his career. 500 to maybe 600. Maybe he'll go from 50 mil to like 60 mil in a year or 53 or 54 mil because somebody gets to do 51 million. Well, you know, I don't know who honestly... Is coming out that could even do that. The only person I'm thinking is maybe with Lamar Jackson, but I don't even know if he's re-upped yet. Like a, a Lamar Jackson, he looked pretty good. Yeah, like there's not a lot of QBs that, you know, are that dynamic that might be able to get like a two or three year extension that can match that type of yearly income. You know what I mean? They're not none of them are getting 10 years, let's be clear. But they might be able to get like something like a smaller extension. Where they're gonna be able to get all right, maybe one or two years, fifty-two, fifty-three million, be a highest played player for a year or two in the Patrick Mahomes category. Yeah. So that's a steal. And he's gonna and he's gonna dom you know, he's gonna dominate those ten years. In all honesty. Yeah, like, nah, he is. At the South nah, he is. He's fucking just the Chiefs, like, wow. the Chiefs are gonna be great for the next ten years. Like you watch him, you're like, nah, I'm I'm legitimately watching history. You're like, yeah, nah, he's 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 gonna be out there like top five quarterbacks. Like if he continues to play at this level, like the shit he's doing in how young he is, you're like, Jesus. And he doesn't even have like all the pieces and all of it yet. So Yeah, just, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's it's really gonna be nuts. That's that was dope. How about um, that? Uh, how about Kiss coming out victorious? Like I said, he would in the Kiss yes, first half. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I try to tell folks, man, what's up with that? Yeah, nah. Not. Kiss is really a god, bro. And honestly, like his his selection really showed me how like nice he really was. And even his hits, you know, what I'm saying, even when they did the spin mix, the freestyle after, like. You know, you really just seen his depth. Like, you really see some depth to Jada Kiss. That's kind of like, wow. Like, you know, Fab, you would think Fab would be able to kill him. But nah, 
Jada Kiss could really stand his own. He was on some really, really big hits in his time. In his time, I mean, what? Over the last 20 years, what am I talking about? Yeah. 30 years. Because he was the 90s, baby. Well, 90s artist, too. Yep. Don't forget who's yeah. all about the Benjamins. All about the Benjamins, yeah. When they played that, what? Come on, son. Like, Jada Kiss. Shout out Jada Kiss. Fab, he, he just is not good at, like, I guess taking things serious because he obviously didn't take it serious. His DJ had a way better mix than him. Than what the songs that he was choosing in response to whatever Jada was playing. Yeah. So it was poor, at least on that regard. I wish Fab took it a little bit more serious in that regard. But otherwise, I mean, you know, I think I think it was definitely a win, at least in Jada's regard. And a win for Versus overall, man. Like, Versus as a platform, you know, I don't know if they've been listening to the Touch the City podcast, but, you know, telling their asses to get the fuck off of Instagram because I'm telling you the logistics behind that was seriously that is peer-based. Whoever initiated that IG call from IG Live, it was pretty much based upon their internet and they were always prioritized. That's just how that stuff type works. And, you know, when you bring them in the same room, unfortunately, you know, obviously you want a social distance so. They did definitely need to make sure that the artists even themselves are practicing. I feel like the, a lot of artists, sometimes they get a little too touchy-feely. They've been yeah. like that at least over the last like three different ones that I've seen live. Um, you know, but when you bring them into the same room, allow them to perform in the same room, and you just live broadcast in like one place with all the sound equipment and everything set up there, and you incorporate a major... Um, streaming platform like an Apple Music or an Apple iTunes, um, Apple TV, like you really open your ability to obtain viewership. Like they really had, I think, on the Alicia Keys viewership. I didn't check how much they had for the John Legend, not the John Legend, sorry, but for the uh, the fucking um, Jada Kiss Fab uh, uh, versus. I didn't check what they had uh, viewership wise, but when you looked at the Alicia Keys and the John Legend numbers. Like, yo, those motherfuckers brought in at least, I think they said 600K or over 600K at one point on the Apple TV platform, streaming platform wow. and uh, streaming services. And then even itself on um, IG Live, they had about a separate 200K. So, you know, these dudes are doing like one mil every other like week now, man. Yo, versus, yo, schedule a date, let's do a mil. Like, and they're bringing in that viewership. They're getting those streaming dollars, the advertising dollars. You know, in the Fab and Jada Kiss battle, battle they had alcohol. Um, set, set up, you know, Ciroc. Uh, I think they also, I don't know if they had say, but it was like some other shit. Like, you know, they're working. You know what I'm saying? They're definitely doing the right things. And, um, you know, creating another platform for us, another Black-owned platform that is just creative and is dope. You know, it's returning wealth to to us. Like, I, I do like it. Yeah, they've, they listened. <laughs> you know, they, I yeah. think more, or more people are starting to understand that, you know, hey, if you take it a little bit more seriously, then it's good. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, if you take it more seriously, it can be a, a legitimate platform that you can have a, an enjoyable entertainment experience on. You know, it goes from some rinky ding shit to, oh shit, this was, this was good. You know, you can hear the songs. Then if you wanted to after, you know, there's an audio version only where it's just the mix of the songs. And either way, it's generating, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's a rare, to me, like a rare striking of gold again, when you look back saying, okay, this can be something that could probably withstand after this is all over in mm-hmm. the way that like, it's a good way to kind of reinvigorate artists. Like, you know, I mean, John Lesson isn't too irrelevant, but you know, kiss and fab are like, we're New York people. So, you know, they're in our minds a little bit more than maybe like the rest of the nation or, or, you know, even people younger than us. 
So I feel like it's a good way to like kind of inspire new fans and get your old nostalgic fans. But either way, it's one of those things where it's a transactional relationship that I think benefits everybody. Benefit benefits the platform that they decide to choose. It benefits both artists because you know what is it the one of the ones showed that you know these person's dreams went up like a thousand percent or some shit it is not a mm-hmm. lot of money per se but that kind of shit those numbers can warrant you know that person getting another concert or being able to have a, like a, a tour or some shit so i don't know i mm-hmm. look at it as, as like something that's super beneficial for everybody involved and i think it's fun you know so seeing yeah. it actually be taken more seriously is, is good good personally no, nah, I agree. No, nah, I'm in a complete agreement there. Shit. I, I just want to see oh, T.I. Sure. go up against somebody. Yeah, T.I. I think, what did they say? Is T.I. versus 50 they're trying to do? Mm. I think they said that. I think wow. I seen that on Twitter. Yeah, that's kind of tough. That would be, be a nice one. I'm not going to lie. That, that would, would honestly be, be tough, really tough. Yeah, because they're definitely, I mean, 50 and T.I. are definitely two of my favorite artists. I mean... You know, people were trying. People were trying to shit on Ti. I say that, you know, I forgot what they were saying. They said like, nah, he wouldn't even last like a couple minutes or something like that. A couple of rounds. Like, I was like, nah, what? Like, oh no, nah, are you kidding crazy. me? So Ti got some fucking bangers, bro. He what? He was tearing that shit up in the south, man. He was literally the south for like almost. Like it was a pretty good run, actually. A good run. It was a like, pretty big run. It was Wayne and Ti. They were the yeah. two guys for like some south. I mean, let they me literally up. was running to the TI. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> Discography. Look at looks. Oh my goodness. Let's 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 go back. Let's go back in time. Let's go back. I go to trap to them ASAP. ASAP. Trap music. Oh, and rubber band man. Are we serious? Are we sitting here? Bezel. King of the South. ASAP, <laughs> why you mad at me? Get loose. He got shit yeah, with he got, he got He got hella bangers, man. That's what I'm saying. I think people were sleeping. Oh, I don't know, up. man. I don't think I don't think people were taking him serious, man. I don't know. That when King came take... out, King back, front back. What you know about that? Why you wanna uh top back? Come on, man. Stand up guy. Mm. <laughs> Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Yeah. Don't don't disrespect my boy T.I. Because he will straight up cook, boys. I'm telling you, he will deadass eat your favorite artist for lunch, at least in a versus. I'm telling you, he will definitely do the damn thing. Yeah. (sighs) But I'm good. I'm good on today. I'm good on on, Yeah, I'm good on it, man. That's it on my docket, man. My docket is dried up on this side. Of the uh, the digital podcast, you know, because we're still doing our part, social distancing, man. I can't yeah. wait so we can get back in the presence, man, in the fleshes yeah. and, you know, do this thing. But get the video, yes, get that video pappy. Facts. All right, now, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Touch the City podcast, episode 17. Thank you for rocking with us. We appreciate all the support. Appreciate people listening. We appreciate our families listening. You know, we just come up here and talk our shit and hearing people enjoy us just talking is cool to hear. So thank y'all. That's it. You know, we'll catch y'all in the next one.